Hello, this is Titi Olaolu Hassan. You can call me T-O-H. I'm your mother. Project Random is an atribic initiative. It is supported by Law Union and Rock Insurance PLC. Music was created by Christopher Ogwe and recorded at the Atribical Studio. Lagos, Nigeria. Hi everyone, this is Mina on Project Random Podcast and this is the randomest episode ever. Yay! <laughs> okay, so today I have um, Eric Okafo, also known as... New Kid. New Kid. It doesn't spell it the way it's supposed to When I read it, it, it looks like... Queen Kwakwe. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. weird. But yeah, that's it is the new kid. It's new kid. Okay, so new kid on. So that the spelling is what at at K N E W K W E D. Okay, awesome. Um, so today we are going to have quite a number of very random topics that have absolutely nothing to do with each other, and just trash it out. This is a social um, social issue kind of episode so bear with me stay with me <laughs> don't get bored the first one on the table is drum roll jungle justice there was a story going around a certain seven-year-old was beaten and burned to death for stealing a bowl of gary or something like that because yeah. he was hungry and there was a lot of outrage on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook, and news outlets. Everyone was really, really, really angry about this. And it turns out that this was a 23-year-old that had been steadily robbing and um, terrorizing a particular community. And the community at that particular point in time noticed, um, knew this individual and his gang and had decided that the next time he did something off they would deal with him and this particular day they tried to rob a woman and they stabbed her twice i think the community came together caught the one that he could catch and obviously started beating him up and well in the end burnt him to death now the issue of jungle justice is it obviously we all know it's wrong but i mean is there is there i mean that that's the point that they, they try to make it seem like they were justified because he they had been he had been arrested a couple of times and even at that the policemen would take a little sun sun on the side <laughs> and i don't want to use the word bribe but they take a little sun sun on the side and these guys get released all over again and they come back to the same community this time way worse because now they know who reported them or whatever and you know use that i get use that to um attack people specific people so okay so your thoughts mr um new kid so obviously nobody supports jungle justice sometimes there's no justifiable reason for people to um attack an individual and then you know kill him or burn him for a crime that he has committed um, because there's a procedure for this you're supposed to the person's supposed to go on trial and then you know 
guilty until proven innocent but you know a lot of people shared stories on twitter of how they've lost a family member to these hoodlums and they are still healing to them if you ask them about jungle justice you know they're going to have to disagree that he was wrongfully killed because they still wouldn't heal even you know after just one one of the hoodlums is you know there's still three more you, you know, so to make yeah. it just they have to kill the four of them <laughs> like seriously is I, that what you're trying to say i think that that's what that's what they want a lot of people will say ah no 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 but you know you haven't been hit close to home you know you know you haven't felt lost i haven't felt lost like they have and I cannot relate directly. So I will tell you, no, I don't like jungle justice. It's wrong. It's, you know, the people who are killing criminals are just as bad as the criminals. I know that that is, you know, the human approach. Let, to me, let me let me let me tell you, right. When I was very young, about 13, I remember I was still in junior school, junior secondary school. I was actually working on my biology project at that particular point in time. I remember very clearly because it was a cardboard kind of scenario. It was very confusing. I think I was drawing the intestine or something very weird like that, or the reproductive system. I can't remember what it was. I just I just knew that it was a tedious exercise. And I'd spend the whole day working on it. And as I was about to finish, you know, I smelt my I smelt food from the kitchen, coming from the kitchen, I was like, Oh my god, I'm so hungry. Um, I stood up, um, went to the Went to the, uh, I was about to go to the kitchen when the doorbell rang and the minute it rang I was like I'm the one who's going to have to go do it because I was the first one closest to the door and I'm the first I'm standing I'm the one standing up I'm just the closest but I was like hey look I'm hungry I've been working at this shit all day I'll tell my brother to do it so I told my younger brother who was 11 at that time to go check the um, check who was at the door now at that point in time we're living in a um in a flat it was a we're on the first story yeah it was a, it was a one-story building so we're on the that first story but the doorway started from downstairs so there was a balcony so you could from the balcony you could see who was downstairs like you could reach down you could look down and see who was downstairs and I looked out and I asked my brother to normally if I was one I was going to have actually done due diligence because I'm older and I've actually have looked down at and seen who was at gate and who was at door because we're, we're trained to do stuff like that I was trained to do stuff like that but this is an 11 year old boy that was probably playing a game or doing something random and I disturbed him from what he was doing because I was hungry and I was going to kitchen he stopped, he went, did, didn't do the due diligence, just looked through the gate and said, so it was our neighbor, went downstairs and opened the door. Now I was in the kitchen with my cousin, trying to watch, I was like, okay, she was fine to do. And I, that's plantain, by the way, she was frying plantains. And I decided, oh, I'm going to have the first batch because I'm like really, really hungry. And the next thing I'm hearing is, get on the floor, get on the floor. And then they're using the butt of the gun. They used the butt of the gun to hit my, my brother so they fall down the floor. He brought them upstairs with my neighbor, told me to lie down, told my cousin to lie down. My cousin was much older, very voluptuous. They tried to rape her. Um, I was very, I was a very gangly kid, so nobody was looking at me in that way. Um, but um, they did um, assault my dad. Yes, they assaulted my dad and assaulted my mom physically, like slaps and stuff like that. And till today, 
that thing is still very fresh in my memory. The terror I felt that night, I still feel it right now. Them coming and violating our safety. And while they were trying to rape my cousin, they were pulling off her skirt and her pants, trying to pull it off. Um, Nepa struck and they took the light. That was what saved us actually, because they thought that that was a signal saying police were coming or somebody was coming. So the first guy, one of the guys jumped from the balcony down and my uncle ran downstairs, tried to chase them. They took a bike and, you know, but they didn't catch anybody. They took everything, gold, jewelry, watches. This was the time of the VCRs and the fancy VCRs, that is. Fancy VCRs, fancy TV. The only thing they didn't carry was the TV. They carried and cable, I think, because that would, they wouldn't have made sense anyways. So they carried the VCRs, they carried TV, they carried all kinds of things. And this was a time when gold was like, gold, like, was an investment. My mom took all my, all my mom's wedding rings, every single damn thing. So that terror, like, I remember very clearly that the minute they left, I remember grabbing my youngest brother and crying like literally bawling my I had no idea why I was bawling my eyes out but I was I cried for like hours that's how terrified I was my sister slept through the whole thing by the way <laughs> she had no idea she had, no she was you know, she she slept face down on the bed and then they checked on her in the room and they thought maybe they said okay oh she sleep that she, they told her to lie down on the floor instead of lying on the she to lie down on the bed that's what they wow. thought she slept she didn't have no idea anything happened we woke her up like babes you're still sleeping <laughs> I'm serious wow. she slept through the whole damn thing and she's like what robbers came really <laughs> oh my God. she's the only one that she's has lucky. no idea what happened that night it was terrifying so like I said maybe to some extent I understand where the jungle justice idea seems legit. Even at that, I still wouldn't want the person killed in that manner. I don't know, but I, to some extent, maybe maybe if I was 13, I would have, maybe if I was back to my 13-year-old self, and then at that particular point in time, they caught these guys and started beating him up, would I actually have said, hey, kill this nigger, he slapped my dad around, or he tried to rape my cousin, or something like that? But they didn't kill anybody. So they didn't that's kill anybody. Like... They didn't kill anybody, but what if they had? They had guns. They, it looked like they were going to use them. And it looked like they were going to stay for a very long time because these guys were drinking malt. They were drinking malt, drinking coke, eating from the, yes, eating from the coolers, eating from the fridge. Yes. They were going to stay. If they did not take that light, they would have spent the night in our house. Yes. They were feeling very relaxed. And I'm absolutely certain that all of them would have raped my cousin. Not one. And there were six guys. So imagine that. And I'm sure that's not the first time that they 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 were going to a house to try to try to rob or try to do that shit do it this is not the first time it's not the second time they had done this before for them to know that once the light goes off and then for them to panic in that manner do you get this was something that they had worked on that they had already robbed my neighbor's house they now decided to rob the rest of the buildings they had robbed the two neighbors and we're coming to our, to our and came into our house our house ours was supposed to be the last house because ours was the fancy one and fancy fancy place according to them 
we had all the gold and everything. That I've taken the car, my dad's car, that I've taken everything. How I feel about jungle justice, why it does more harm than good from my own standpoint is because a lot of people were standing and watching this gory um, thing happening to a person who, you know, had everything that he had. He was a human being and then children and wives and and fathers, you know, watching this thing go down, didn't see anything. And, you know, that could affect a child's psychology. You know, he starts to think that, okay, sometimes it's okay. My dad didn't protest. He didn't, you know, make any move to stop this bad thing from happening. And then somehow he too could grow up and excuse himself from doing things that are, you know, similar and then justify them. So that's the one reason why I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever support jungle justice. It does more harm than you know correction um correcting it you know you could even they could beat him around and not kill him you know because once you cross that line you cannot go back so yeah yeah i think i think taking a life is taking a life is it's a very deep it's a very deep thing it's not something that you should take lightly it's not something that you should do on a whim and it's certainly not something that you should do just because other people are doing it. I mean, you should, life is so sacred. So when I find a situation whereby someone does something like this, or there's a situation like this, there has to, and the thing about it is that the way it works, it's like a fire that spreads. Do you understand? One person gets angry, like, ah, let's bring tire. Yeah. Ah, let's bring kerosene or fuel. Ah, uh, who's going to bring the match? But I, Jigga, I don't know why I'm, for... I keep saying ah, uh, ah, uh, but... <laughs> but I, 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 do have, I do have one question for, I mean, everybody, everyone who is watching or... Who participated. Or who participated and, you know, do they think that um, the person who burnt the criminal is... Any better. Any better. Like, he... If he was in that same position, would he make the same choices as this guy? Yeah, obviously, he'll make better choices when it comes to stealing other people's money. No, but, it doesn't know. mean that he, he would. But... It doesn't mean that he would. Is he it his first time certain. of killing? You know, is it his first time? Is it something it's he a... does on a regular? Like, um, do you just wake up and say, oh, today I'm going to, you know, any day I wake up and something happens, I'm going to kill whoever does something bad to me. You have to think about what this, what's going on in this person's mind. I, I don't think he should be near your family. <laughs> if he's your neighbor, you should be afraid. Yeah. Definitely, because... Um, people don't just wake up and decide to kill it's, it's something you think about if you're so frustrated that you have to kill then you know it's something you should be worried about as a neighbor or, or someone that lives in the same community as this the person who killed and burnt you know a criminal okay talking about communities and talking about um, living around people that um, um, in that community I read a Facebook post recently about a deportee or it wasn't a Facebook post it was actually a I think Daily Mail post about or Huffington, I'm not sure which, about a criminal that was deported from um, from America to Korea, either South Korea or North Korea, I'm not sure which. But he was uh, was he had been living in the U.S. since he was three years old, and he, after growing up, he started living a life of crime all through his adult years. And as a result, the U.S. got frustrated with him and trying to keep him in prison and all that and decided to deport him back to his home. He never got his citizenship, never got anything. And then he was complaining about being deported because he doesn't understand the language. His mom that had um, sent him to the U.S. for adoption 
um, barely spoke English, does not even make enough money to even take care of both of them, you know, a whole lot of stuff like that. And this ties down to a Facebook page that was saying that the way the US treats this situation is bad and that why would they deport somebody like that just because you know, the person is not a citizen anymore, but he's been living in the U.S. for, th- for since he was three. But this person has systematically been perpetuating crime in the U.S. I'm sure his victims are thanking God that he's no more in the country and has no access to getting back into the country. And you saying that, oh, it's wrong because based on his rights, what about the rights of the people that he violated, the or terrorized, the people he robbed, the houses he burgled? Oh, what about those people? Do their rights matter? I mean, would I want that kind of person living beside me in if I was living in the US? No, I wouldn't want that kind of person living with me. I wouldn't want that person in my building. I wouldn't want that person. I wouldn't want my kids to interact with that kind of person. Why? He's a criminal. So why is it why is it unjustified? And the guy made him an example. His cousin was deported because he he was he had drugs in his possession. He was also addicted to drugs. And came back to Nigeria, started taking, using um, drugs more, and then died of an overdose or something like that, or maybe committed suicide, I'm not even sure which, and left an estranged wife and kids. And I'm like, look, first things first, you have to be realistic. This guy is a criminal. No matter how you want to put it, he's a criminal. Do I want this kind of person, even in Nigeria, as bad as Nigeria is, do I want somebody who uses drugs around my kids? No, I don't want somebody who uses drugs around my kids. Why would I want, why would I want such a person? Even if I'm related to the person, I don't want the person around my kids, let alone somebody I barely know. Do you understand? Yeah. And then you're lamenting. I get it, he's your family member, but I don't know this person. I can't feel bad for a criminal, somebody who has done bad things to other people and who is doing bad things in the name of drugs. Oh, it's a disease. Oh, fine, that's awesome. But there are lots of people who sell drugs but don't use drugs. And that drugs is a really bad thing. Do you understand? Maybe you can call me naive in this sense, but I feel like we we are too sentimental when it comes to these things. I think the US did the right thing by deporting these people. But then we are so sentimental, like, oh, he's living the good life in the US. Why should you deport him? But this person isn't living the good life. He's terrorizing people that are living the good life. Why should my enjoyment be stopped because somebody cannot control himself? Well, for me, I think that um, the situation of the Korean person, um, he obviously should be treated like an American because... First of all, he's lived all his life there, and uh, oh, you know, by the way, the other one who lived there lived in the US for like thirty years. Yeah, so by naturalization, he's supposed to be a citizen and supposed to be treated like a citizen. Not that he's, he deserves any of that. Bad people kind of get you know some privileges that you like. Yeah, but oh, he's, no, they don't it, that's, it. that's the thing. They used the littlest excuse to get him out of the country. I get that, but if he had stayed in the country, he'd be out in what two another two five years, and he'd be right back where he started. But doing Americans the exact are doing same it thing every day. Why shouldn't it be one of those Americans doing it? I mean, well, well maybe they're trying. Like well, maybe they're trying. Maybe they're trying something different now. Maybe they're trying something different. Maybe they want. I mean, at, at least stupidity is, or why say foolishness is, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. 
But do you think that stupid people should get equal rights as non-stupid people? <laughs> that's not the question because I feel like I sometimes I think that oh this person doesn't deserve it. like but that's just the way it is and that's the way it's supposed to be. America is supposed to uh, uh, be a land of the free. Yeah, and then you know he's you know even if he has you know made a lot of lives miserable, he's still just supposed to be treated like another American. But he's not an American. He has lived there for. A long he is time. not an American. That's the fact. The fact says he's not an American. So they deport him. But if he was like gainfully employed and everything, if was gainfully, would, if was gainfully employed, he would have had common sense to get his citizenship. Yeah. He'd have had to. Well, yeah. So what's what's I mean? Basically, his life is going to be miserable because yeah. you know. Well, that's too bad. That's too that's <laughs> too bad for him. You get. You see, people move to uh, uh, Nigerians move across the world to a completely a country where they don't understand the language and they thrive. They yeah. find a way to thrive. I, you can thrive anywhere you want to thrive. I think that this is a, that's if he doesn't want to. If he, the only way he is not going to thrive in that country is if he doesn't want to thrive in that country. He looks like everybody else. It's not like he even stands out. The color of his skin doesn't stand out. Nothing stands out. Only his accent stands out, and that was even allowed do you get he just needs to learn the language so he can communicate so he's a victim of reverse jungle justice (laughs) that's one way to look at it that's one way to look at it you know there's no i don't think anybody should be wasting tears crying or fighting for the rights of you know people who you you know constantly perpetuate crime in their community so you know i don't think i don't know who cried over this issue. <laughs> i mean i don't think anybody should be crying over it it's just you know it is what it is okay so on to <laughs> on okay. to on to was that a snort <laughs> that was a snort <laughs> that was a very deep snort <laughs> okay so on to your money epiphany yeah so <laughs> recently I went out with um, some of my friends and, you know, they were very rich and they were paid. I mean, the bill was like three million for one Wait, night. what? I need to meet this, your friends. But... <sighs> I need to meet you. See, you need to bring business <laughs> my way. Yeah, um... I don't mind working for the money. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, after, you know, drinking expensive drink, I think it was Peregrine's champagne or something, I didn't even get high and I drank two bottles of champagne. So, mm-hmm. you know, spending so much money on champagne that doesn't even get you high. You know, first of all... that's not the point of champagne. That's underwhelming. That's not, that's not <laughs> okay, the point of champagne. But, and then, uh, why spend so much? Yeah, that is good. I like that about it. Spending money, yeah, fun. If you can spend it alone, you know, if you can spend it and enjoy yourself. But I didn't enjoy myself. No, I was... I mean, there were too many people following this one rich dude and, you know, everybody, you know, collecting money left, right and center. And then a lot was happening. And at the end of the day, I just found that, you know, I don't need that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. I do not need that kind of attention. So obviously, you know, you can be quietly had, rich. Yeah, right? you can be quietly rich. But, um, this, um, you know, somebody knows you're rich, and then you start having all these friends. You be quiet on your own, oh, but people will come, and then the rich, man, rich person doesn't talk too much, doesn't do too much. It's the people around that you know making all the noise. Yeah, you but know. you keep is that's oh you keeping God. is you keeping people around you. You see, I have this idea that when it comes to money, you should be extremely careful about bringing out around people i'm not saying everyone everyone should have that because a lot of rich people have an entourage or they have yeah they have an entourage around them they always have a posse and it's 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 a standard behavior especially in nigeria you have a certain amount of money you start to gather a posse you have a best friend 
best friend has a sister, you have a girlfriend, girlfriend has a sister or a friend that always tags along. Um, then, then there's your PA who has a friend, then there's your driver who has a friend, and then there's your guy that's just hanging around doing absolutely nothing who has a friend. <laughs> And then, and then there's the guy that just helps you out. Maybe the guy that you know probably buys your suits, that just tags along, probably just gives you uh, suits. Maybe your shoe guy. Then there's your barber. Then there's your um, there's your watch guy. And then there's the guy that you know you just ran into five minutes ago. And then there's one guy that is like a star, but you're not particularly he's not particularly famous yet. But you just like okay, if I hang out with this person, maybe. You know, we'll you yeah. know become friends. You know, and they, do you know what's part of it all? All these people, they don't have common sense. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have one lick of sense. Because guess what? Them. When it comes to the, when you're making, when it comes to, the, to, to when it comes down to it, this rule will not bail you out. If you that minute your card gets declined and you cannot pay for your bills, your friends will even if they have the money in their accounts, they will not pay you pay that money. I said, should be you, you were the one that took us out. Yes. <laughs> They'll callously tell you that. But yeah, and hopefully you, that never happens. But you, you see, know. this behavior is not even with the very rich. It's not even exclusive to the very rich. It's with the medium rich too. Or the medium, the medium The upper middle class. The upper yeah. middle class. Like for example now, you're in school, you have a car. Standard, you have money, Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's what it means. You have money. Now, there's no time in you ever take anybody out that will carry their pockets, that carry their wallet out and say, hey, let me pay for your fuel. Or you took us out, let me pay for your lunch. They never do shit like that. <laughs> Nigerians. They never do shit like that. And that is it. That is, that is for middle class. Can I imagine how bad it is in the upper class, the rich the Dangotes. I'm sure Dangote has not gotten a meal paid for him <laughs> in a very long time. He probably has a lot of free complimentary, you know, whenever he walks into a hotel. He has complimentary stuff, but not that a friend. No, that is different. Yeah. No, it's different. No, but his friend owns the hotel. No, no. <laughs> probably. No, that is different. What I'm talking about is, oh, let's go for lunch. And his friend says, you know what, this is on me. But what kind of friends would Dangote have? I'm sure they can afford to pay for it. I'm not, it's not as if they can't afford don't you understand what I'm trying to tell but you? I, but for me, I feel like, okay, Dangote is a quiet rich person. Like, Dangote doesn't usually have a lot of people, you know, around him, like, you know, the way young rich people do mm-hmm. these days. And, I mean, those people, I don't even know, you know, how long they're going to live because I don't think that anybody who, who lives like that can live for such a long time, you know, so much going on, you know, so little time and... I just spent a sm- maybe one night and now I know that, you know, this is not the life you want. This is not the life I want. You don't anyway. want this life. You're not about no. that life. Oh my God, no. And then, you know, having a fancy car, I, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not so sure that... How fancy so does the car... I've seen your car. Your car is fancy enough. No, no, no. How no. fancy do you want your car to be? <laughs> no, he was... I mean... He you was want a Lamborghini? Well, Rolls Royce? No. What? No, I don't want that anymore. Like, oh, you wanted it before? Yes, I really? wanted everything. Why? I wanted a G-Wag, I wanted a Range Rover. In Nigeria? But now, I do not care for a Range Rover. I do not care for a Mercedes. I do not care for, care for, you know, any of those things that I used to care for. And, you know, the reason being this is, if you want to live a low-key life and you park that car, you know, first of all, they want to give you valet parking when there's no valet service. In a place where there's no valet service, like Quilox, I don't even know, do they have a valet service? <laughs> and then, you know, somebody collects the keys and he even forgot 
forgot his phone in the car an iphone 7 and then somebody picked it up and i'm like oh hi you forgot your phone you know they don't even take your property like oh what kind of life is that (laughs) (laughs) so he wanted to steal his property yes normal people you don't forget your stuff in nigeria people are hungry they will take it you know i don't know you know i just feel like all those things i wanted before I wanted to make so much money so that I could buy these things. I do not want these things anymore. I, I still want to make a lot of money, but I do not want nice the nicest car in the in the the car lot or you know. I think I think you're getting this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're getting this all wrong. Okay, I think I'm on the same wavelength with you. I do want an Aston Martin though. I've always wanted one. Really? I do know why I want one. And I don't even want one in Nigeria because you can't, there's no road in Nigeria you can actually drive that car on and it won't spoil it. I would have it in Spain or Rome or some nice, I think you're bold when it's when a it nice, comes to cars though. When it, and what? I think you're bold when it comes to cars. Like, I actually like your car, but I'm not you bold can never enough. Drive I'm not bold, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? I, yeah, I think I'm more, you know, regular, you know, I just like, you know, don't look at me for two seconds, just, you know, regular pass. I like my car because it's a bully. <laughs> it bullies everyone. Yeah. So, anyways, I would love an Aston Martin, but I would never have it in this country. I'd drive a Toyota in this country. It's fine. Yeah. I would drive a Honda in this country. It's fine. Yeah. But I would never have an Aston Martin in this country because <sighs> there's a look you get when you drive that car. There's just a look. A Porsche. You know, all those things. They will let you be great. No, no, no. They will not let you be oh, great. Oh, I didn't even mention that, you know, everywhere we went, we had to pay. You know, we had to bring out, like, some cash to give every... And then, you know, it's a Europe... Lagos is actually Yoruba state, whether I like it or not. Everyone's yeah. blasting Yoruba everywhere. And then, you know, trying to collect 1,000. Somebody jumped the back of the G-Wagon and then somebody jumped the side and they were carrying... Moving... Yeah, it was like a moon at that point because we were jumping on in the car. They didn't want to let go until... Huh? Because they wanted money, they know this person has money. They know he's he's a regular, like he goes there a lot. That was at uh, Mega Plaza Cova, and um, wow, yeah, it was just like that's just too much. That is too much. Like although there were quiet people, rich quiet people that came in, you know, drove into the parking, you know, the dedicated parking space. He didn't drive into the dedicated parking space. He got like a special place, you know, for special people, and then you know, so there's a way to do it quietly. But even at the end of the day, you know. There's, there's always that you know and do you know the worst part if he suddenly stops doing all this like taking people out spending all that money like that they'll say that uh, it's one or two things either you have become broke yeah. or there's one woman that is doing jazz for him it's yeah. one or those two things that's, and that's the honest truth but I, is it possible to settle down with that kind of noise though not that you know it's, it's something that you see if, if he settles down at all he'll have to tone it down but you see the mistake a lot of people do make rather is that they don't tone it down they don't tone down all those random people because all those random people you can't have them around your family yeah, especially if you do not. stupid shit when you go out I'm sorry to swear so much but if you but that's just, if that's you just go stupid. out and you do stupid shit you don't want your daughter to know the stupid shit you do when you go out and you certainly don't want your wife to know do you get yeah. so there's this responsibility that comes with this position you need to be see it when you have, when you have money like that. But I have a question for the people who sell drinks. I mean, why why is the champagne one fifty? I mean, I felt really guilty drinking it. Yeah, and that that was the first, that was the <laughs> second one. <laughs> you know, I felt really guilty drinking it. So I was like, okay, I just I straight oh up posted God. on my Snapchat that I cannot afford this drink. You know, because I need to follow you on oh Snapchat. What's your what's your name on Snapchat? It's New Kid. Still the same New Kid. Okay. Yeah, I posted I cannot afford this drink. And people were um, screenshotting the receipt. The receipt for the first half of the night was at Cova. It was on 1.7 million. 
and you know we went and did the most in Quilox yes, <laughs> and yes. I didn't even see that receipt because it was you know that was just too much and he said yeah, that was just too much yeah and then we bought a song of 40,000 naira why a song and then the guy emptied his bowl and then I scooped it out myself like you like <laughs> it's like you're paying for the entire kit to like, use it <laughs> so you just carry the bowl and you just scoop, scoop out the asun yourself because yeah no I, I don't think yeah maybe maybe having money is okay but spending money like that is not I don't think see me, okay. I, I want to be I want to be, I want to have money I, see I like you I want to be freaking rich I want to be so rich that <sighs> I could that everyone like I don't even need a passport to go and leave this to leave this damn country. That's how rich I want to be. Do you get? Yeah, but that's good. That is. Do good. you get? I don't need. I don't need a passport, and I could just pick up my handbag. I'm like, yeah, I feel like touching Spain today, or I feel like touching the UK today, and go. And then one more thing, like before I met, <clears throat> you know, before this all this happened, I kind of knew that I didn't want to have money too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something I always knew that, oh, I don't want to, you know, be rich. I don't want to be a billionaire at 25 or whatever. <laughs> you know, I always knew that. I probably thought it was crazy. I'm like, but this is just simple logic. I'm not loud. I'm not flashy. I don't yeah. need, you know. You don't need that kind of... And if somebody's telling me, oh, I'm a financial manager. I can do this. I'm like, see, that thing is boring. <laughs> Managing finances is boring. I do my own finances and it's very boring when I have to open my laptop and start typing in what, you know, what is going in, what's going out. It is very boring boring and mm-hmm. getting someone to do it is the best thing you could ever do if you have that kind of money you know um for people people everybody knows that people in finance are boring people sorry mm-hmm. accountants you're very boring even from school days you guys are boring as hell you know and then you're the worst person to manage money probably you won't even spend enough you probably die with so much money cash you know that has been accumulated uh, yeah and then well I feel like more money just leads to so much wastage and makes me feel sad for people that don't have any money. Yeah, not that. But you see, doesn't mean just because he spends money like that doesn't mean that he doesn't give. Oh, he gives a lot of money. See, he gives a lot of money. I just won't collect. Oh, that's another thing. I do not accept money from people. You know, so I maybe that's why you know that's the genesis of it all. I do not accept money from people, cash gifts or whatever. You know. Mm. Yeah. So okay. that is something. You know, weird. I'm weird, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was someone's birthday um, on Twitter. It was someone's birthday, and she posted a picture on Twitter, and Linda KG grabbed screen, grabbed it, and um, screenshot it and put it on her blog. Yeah. And apparently, this Twitter user went ballistic, saying, "You have no right to post it. You should ask for my permission." <laughs> she doesn't sound like that, though. But <laughs> she probably does. <laughs> like that is so stupid. Why would you take it and you know just use yeah. it like that? So, uh, bottom line, do you think you know as a social media person? I'm a social media person too, by the way. I'm. I, I do that just in case you're wondering what I do when I'm not podcasting. I'm a social media person. Yeah. Anyways, so he's a social media, a new kid is a social media person yeah. and he's like. So I saw this tweet and I, I just straight, I, I, I screenshotted the tweet because I didn't even want to mention this girl. <laughs> I screenshotted the tweet, you know, where she called Linda Ikeji out and asked if Linda Ikeji was okay. And I screenshotted, you know, the post from. And Linda did, did Linda Ikeji respond? She didn't respond. Of Linda course she Ikeji wouldn't. doesn't respond to, you know. Uh, 
I don't know what she was, but you know, you posted you're a private person and you posted the picture of your mom who by the way looks very beautiful at fifty seven or so and then you know and now everybody has seen it or you know a number of people have seen it linda kj has a you know huge traffic and then a lot of people must have seen that post and then she comes out to say to ask linda if she's okay she didn't ask if she could sue that's why i did not reply the tweet because it, it was just like yeah are you okay why would you do this to my you know mom's picture you have no rights blah, blah, blah. and i tweeted that um you know if you are going to post something on twitter and linda ikeji picks it up and you have a problem with it yeah, when no business posting you, twitter in the first place yeah and um i i obviously stated that nigerians do need or rather people do need therapy because <laughs> <laughs> because um a simple retweet could get you more views from a, a single retweet from a celebrity could get you more traffic and more attention to your tweet than a post on Linda Ikeji because Linda Ikeji people read it it's, ephem- it's ephemeral people don't go looking for your post after the day it's gone but if somebody retweets your tweet the next day it's like you just tweeted it again and yeah. then his viewers can see it and you know that you should be more concerned about when it comes to your privacy than a post on Linda Ikeji that after three days I don't think anybody scrolls through for so long let me let me let me let me let me post let me um let me put an um, uh, an opinion out there about this. Sometime last year, there was an artist that decided to gather pictures of, I'm not sure if it's pictures of women, but pictures of different people from Instagram, using Instagram posts. So he picked pictures that he found fascinating and ended up making it into art. And when I mean making it into art, he printed out the pictures and called a gallery and used his pictures in an art gallery. That's all he did. Yeah. No changes, none. And this was art and people bought these pictures and he was sued for this. Um, was sued for using those pictures without permission. And it's like, hey, if you didn't want me to use your picture, you shouldn't have posted it in the first place. And if you posted it, you should, if you know you didn't want me to use it, you should have put it on private. So that way I won't have access to your pictures. But as you put it up, it's free for everyone to take, screen grab, use, whichever way they want to use it. You have to use it like that. You have to take it like that. And he won. Yeah. He won in the US the because. He won in the US because. As far as it's concerned, he wasn't even using it in the format in which Instagram was created. He just printed out the pictures in the big, bold canvas, canvas, and sold these paintings for quite a lot of money. He didn't give them, he didn't give them a dime either. <laughs> but they do not deserve a dime. Like, first of all, if you think that you deserve money for posting your pictures on Instagram, that means you think that Instagram should pay you because Instagram is making money off everybody, millions of people, mm-hmm. millions of people posting mm-hmm. on Instagram. And if you think that you deserve money for your posts, obviously you think that the owner of Instagram, who is Mark Zuckerberg, should be paying you. He shouldn't be paying you. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying the service. Mm-hmm. And it's in the terms and conditions that once you post, it could be used for... Anything. Exactly. It's, I mean... It could be used even, for a meme. Yeah. Even Snapchat um, terms and conditions says that um, you are stupid for <laughs> using this... I mean, that you're stupid for using this platform because, you know, your content is you know it's free for all yeah and then a lot of people don't read these things and you know you can put there's nothing you can put in the terms and conditions um 
page there's a bunch of stuff that people don't like to read and i don't blame them i don't read them either because i know what social media is about and i use it the way it's supposed to be used not that it's one way but you know <laughs> for people who want private stuff i mean you should just put that you should even have it you should, that's the thing you should even have a social media page if you yeah, want because even your friend even your friend could repost your picture yeah your, okay well that could happen sure, you, you can't retweet it you can't retweet it so in a way you're keeping yourself yeah confined nobody's going to see your tweets nobody that you don't want to see is going to see your tweets because mm-hmm. nobody can retweet it so that's good but you can someone could still take screenshots and so send it exactly yeah so at the end of the day, it, yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't say you're a private person and you shouldn't say your information or your your family pictures are private if you put them online. That is kind of counter. It, yeah, it is. It's quite it stupid. Is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so this com- brings us to the end of our um, episode, the randomest pro- uh, project random episode ever. Yeah, randomest, randomest. So sad. Episode yeah. ever. Anyways, um. You should totally. I, I find this part of the podcast very tedious because I say it every single time, and I sometimes I forget and I have to record it again. <laughs> I have to go back and record it. Is it the it. same exact same thing? No, it's, it's not exact the same thing. No. But it's the same information, anyways. You can follow us on. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, um, the Project Random Podcast. That is D A Project Random. Um, same thing with Facebook. We have a group as well as a Facebook page, Project Random. Um, please follow us. Please like. Please share our content. Um, we're on iTunes as well as Audio Boom. You need to download the episode. You need to download the app to. Um, you can listen to it via the website, obviously. But downloading the app makes it easier. You can subscribe to our channel via, via that. Same thing with iTunes. Subscribe to our channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Rate, listen, um, sending comments, please. Thank you very much. And uh, one more thing. Um, Please send in, also sending your stories if you'd like us to share them on the podcast or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. That is projectrandompodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. And this has been real. Yeah. <laughs> Mina signing out. Bye. Bye.